Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Old New Turin Giants podcast. It's good to have you back with us. My name is Farhad, and on the other line, I have the hardest working Juventino you'll ever meet, Mr. Rob, Mr. at UAFC.com. My pleasure to welcome you, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, we've got a lot of stuff to cover, my friends. First, you know, as always, let's get the business out of the way. Uh, if you want to follow us anywhere, literally Google Juve Podcast or Turin Giants Podcast. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Casts, and of course, uh, UVFC.com, the actual website itself. Uh, as always, you know, when we're doing a podcast, I have UVFC.com open in the background. So if you guys want to up-to-date news and injury reports and, and, uh, and game previews, honestly, I say again and again there's no better uv website you know what i mean website the art of the website is kind of dead now it's all you know quick twitter links and and reddit and and stuff like that facebook or whatever but you you run a pretty good website i gotta give it to you thank you <laughs> appreciate it yeah um so <coughs> ton of stuff to uh sorry i forgot to continue so instagram is at Turin giants um if you want to keep up with the with the hoodie hoodie releases, follow me on in, on Twitter at Turing Giants and the main Twitter account is of course at Uve Podcast. All right, now that we got that out of the way, uh, there's a f- few happenings in the Uve world, and we'll mm-hmm. try to cover a few of them today. Um, of course, Kalini is back. How can we not um, Thank mention God. that? And God, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just would you would you yeah. think of of what did you think of the game after he came on? It was nice just to have him back, uh, just to have that kind of presence. I, I wasn't really too worried about the the game. Obviously, I think the result was pretty much sewn up. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was just good to have him back, have his presence out there, just for him to get a few minutes. But um, I think it, it's kind of important just to ease him back in so that he's ready for the the really big games that we have coming up so we've obviously got Inter and then we've got the the Champions League game as well so yeah just gradually so I, I, I saw someone mm. ask the question by the way guys um, a little bit of uh, sorry I forgot to mention um, the fact that we collected money on Twitter uh, to improve the sound quality we are working on that the next podcast we promise you will be uh, much better quality. Turns out there's tons of sub, tons of programs out there that um, you know record the conferences or whatever, and we don't have to use crappy Skype anymore. I know it's not that bad. <laughs> I've listened to podcasts and I'm like, that's that's not very bad. Uh, but we're we're we will try to improve and we'll bring you awesome episodes um, by the end of the year. We'll we'll. I, I feel like this is this is it. You know, I feel like until May. Uh, May 30th is the Champions League final. We'll, we'll touch on the Champions League later, but I feel like we should just, you know, hit the ground running and we will bring in new podcasts a lot more often. So hang on to, uh, hang on to your hats, a better quality and better podcasts are coming for sure. So going back to, uh, Giorgio Chiellini, um, mm-hmm. um, on the website and you're reporting that he's going to renew his contract until 2021. 
Um, yeah. And that's that's a pretty credible source. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about it's, them only, yeah, I mean, only extending him by one year? One year is good. Seriously, I mean, <clears throat> I think um, his legs probably don't have the running to, to probably do longer than another season at the most. So, you know, keep him for a year, get him to just be that kind of influence that we need in the dressing room to be the captain on the pitch, you know, as and when we need him. Um, but honestly, I, I, I don't really see the point in, in doing it longer than a year. I mean, he's he's had so many injuries recently and that's nothing against him because on his day, he is still, you know, incredible, a remarkable mm-hmm. defender. But he's, I, he, I just at, feel like... At whatever, whatever, I think he's 35 or 34, he's still better than some of the younger yeah. <laughs> centre-backs in yeah. the world. So I'll, I'll take an old Kalini any day. Damn right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. From what we saw, you know, just a testament of how much he's loved. The stadium erupted every time um, he got up to um, to warm up, or at the yeah. actual substitute. You know, Bonucci came out, and uh, even the opposition players were giving him hugs and, and high fives because you know, it's just <laughs> he's 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 more than Juve. He, uh, Chiellini is definitely one of those guys that will. We're we're witnessing one of our best defenders ever, and in twenty years, thirty years, Chiellini's name will still be echoing in the uh, yeah in, in our minds. So that was that was awesome to see. I really love him. I I've said that I think we will hit our stride now that he's back. I think I think the team really missed a uh, uh, a moral leader while he was gone. Uh, Bonucci stepped up. Mad props to him. Um, a bunch of players that that you know took over the defense. Quadrado can't fail to mi- to mention him, but there's no one no one bigger than Kilini unless it's Buffon. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the player, the the outfielder is Kilini's presence is so important and so huge. Good to have him back. Um, and 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 I want to mention the fact that six months is all it took for this guy to recover from an ACL injury. Uh, that's just, we've, we've mentioned the fact that some of the players that had to end their careers 20, 30 years ago would have been still playing today. You know what I mean? So it's, it's really good to see that medicine has caught up to awful knee injuries that we've, we've, we've gotten used to. Um, besides that, we have questions coming up from, from the audience. And thank you all for for uh, sending us your questions. And we were overwhelmed, so we were we will only do about ten of them today, just because we won't have enough time. It's it's thank thank you for your response. The questions are always giving us so much so much stuff to talk about, and we'll have no problem filling in the time that we have. Um, one thing, and and sorry, I'm not letting you speak at all. One thing I wanted to mention is the uh, the, the fan clubs, the Juventus fan clubs. Um, I started one back in 2012 in Los Angeles, and it's grown to be one of the big ones in in America. Um, the, you know, they've had meetings where Del Piero showed up, and it, it really grew. So I, I have a lot of love for local Juve fan clubs. So I posted on Twitter. If you want to shout out on the Juve, on the Turin Giants podcast, uh, Juventus Club NYC, following them on Twitter, uh, awesome group of guys. Um, uh, who else is here? Juve Brentford Massive here to represent. I don't know where that's from. I truly apologize, but there you guys go. 
they posted a photo of four really fashionable dudes in the picture. Uh, Panama, Juventus, um, reach out to them. Uh, that they, they get a shout out from uh, Josue. Uh, Juventus fan club of Malta. Malta is always super passionate about Juve. Shout outs to them. Juventus Lebanon. If you guys are in Lebanon and want to catch the game with um, with your local fans, uh, and da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, and uh, and if you want to, if if you're thinking of starting a new fan club, I don't know if it's you know time to do it now, but if you want to start a new fan club after summer, I'm telling you, it's an awesome experience to meet local Juve fans. And if you think your city is too small to have any Juve fans, believe me, they're there. And uh, it's actually more fun to create fan clubs in smaller towns just because they have a tight and tighter sense of community. And I feel like you'll have you'll have more fun getting together with like a smaller group. And um, yeah. All right. Excellent. <laughs> Lots of talking for me. I apologize. But something <laughs> something that we needed to get out of the way. Um, did you want to touch on anything before we get to the questions, Rob? Um. I, I suppose we could talk about the the game of the weekend uh, <laughs> if we have to. Um, I don't know if you had one. any. It was a strange one, yeah. but I would love to hear your opinion. Of course. I don't, I don't know. Just I just feel. I mean, some of this might be kind of touching on some of the questions that people have asked, but it just felt so mm-hmm. just so slow. You know, it's like kind of. Mm-hmm. We had a man advantage for the best part of the game and we managed a 2-0 win, you know, like just about. We scored the second goal late in the game. There was no kind of, it didn't feel like there was any sort of real pressure. I know we hit the post a couple of times. The the midfield still kind of looked a little bit, I don't know, just disjointed. Um, it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't what I sort of expected. I, I had hoped that in a game like that where they're missing you know, four of their key players, then they lose a key player in the game. Um, mm. Then they get a man sent off. You would just hope that, okay, brilliant. You know, like we can just get one of those games in where we pile on so much pressure and we just, you know, pound them just <laughs> literally just yeah. for our own confidence, if nothing else, you know, like score five, six goals, make it pretty. Yeah. And no one really cares if we, if we beat them five or six nil, it's just nice for the confidence of the players. And it just, it, it just it, wasn't all that. And then this, the, the sad part is that a few mm-hmm. years ago, at least we had that. You know, with, with Allegri and stuff, we we knew that the tougher games will be a one difference, you know, one goal difference, or um, it won't be a flashy win. But at least we, we knew that, oh, here's a weaker team that's struggling. Let's put on a show for them. And, you know, there's, yep. you know, there, there's a few games where we pounded um teams that are much weaker but i feel like now we don't even expect that i feel like now we watch the game it's like we'll see we'll see a couple of you know highlight reels here and there but mostly we're sort of prepared for a boring game and it's it's just upsetting because we were hashtag we were promised sorry ball (laughs) yeah exactly and i don't think it's all on him i really don't feel like this is all on you know one person's shoulders this is kind of like a collective i think he he definitely bears some of the responsibility i think you know like constantly changing the the starting 11 in terms of the you know trying to get all these players minutes and changing where certain key players play and changing the formation and trying something new you know that hasn't helped i don't think it has at all but 
at the same time, some of those players, you know, it's like they've just been missing in big chunks mm-hmm. of the season, big games. They just go completely MIA and then kind of underlying it all. And again, we, we may sort of go over this again later in questions, but it still feels like they had a really, a really dramatic change in terms of who they were going to get in to coach. So they went from Allegri, which was kind of safety, the, the kind of company man. And they went for this kind of wild card guy who is play, you know, sort of managed really small things. And, who sucks on cigarette filters throughout the game, which is, yeah. looks to me, looks so disgusting. Um, <laughs> and, but I mean, and, it's... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, and it's like they, they get this this guy and they know exactly what they're getting into, but they haven't done anything to, to actually facilitate what it is that he does. Like as a coach, mm-hmm. you, you can have coaches like Allegri and you can have coaches, these these very good but almost kind of generic coaches that, that are prepared to basically take the squad that you've got and say, okay, let me put all this together and let me figure out the best way to make it sort of work together. Sadi isn't that kind of coach. He has a really distinct idea about how he wants to play, how he wants the team to press, how he wants the ball played, all this kind of stuff. And they they basically said, look, okay, we're just going to get all these players and they're great individual players, but we don't know necessarily whether or not they can all play together and we don't know whether or not they can play together in your system and what it is that you want them to do. So mm-hmm. I, I just feel like it, all this talk about, oh, it's been seven months or eight months and we should have seen improvement. No, it, it just, it's ridiculous to kind of expect that. If it was someone else, I would say, yeah, definitely. But I think... They knew what they were getting into. We knew what we were getting as fans, and you know a lot of the. Yeah, the just as as a clearly as a person who knows less about Juve than than I ever will, I want to ask you, like, how how long will it take though? Like, what's taking so long to implement the system of seemingly you know smart guys? They know football. They've been playing it all their lives. What's what is that X factor that Sari needs to implement that it's taking forever? I, I don't think it's just one particular thing. I think it's like the fact that you, you look at the team that he had at Napoli and he had three really distinct midfielders that played very three very specific roles. And he had three forward players that played a very specific role in terms of what they each did. And we just don't have that. We've got Pjanic who's trying to kind of be this sort of Jorginho type player and he's, he's not. He, he just can't be that player. We've got mm-hmm. Ramsey who's been shunted back back and forth from playing is, is kind of like a box-to-box, playing an eight and then sort of playing behind the forwards. And then on the left, we've got kind of alternating between Rabiot and Matuidi. Matuidi, who can be, you know, kind of halfway decent at breaking up attacks, but he loses his head when he gets in the final third. And Rabiot, who's the exact opposite, he gets in the final third plenty. He wants to keep pushing forward. He wants to keep trying to attack and create stuff, but he's not so great at defending. And then, you know, like up front, You've got Ronaldo, who, you know, God bless him, he he tries to oh, pretty much win. Try. Oh yeah, yeah. He he, you know, like he does it all. He does it single-handedly when when we really need him to. And then you've got the other players, kind of, you know, like floating around him, and it just kind of feels a bit, you know, like it, it's kind of bits and pieces. It's eleven great players on the pitch. It's not a team. It just never feels to me like a team that is playing together. You get moments of it. And then everything changes the next week because we've got an injury or because Sadi wants to rotate the team and he wants to play Ramsey here and he wants to take Dybala out and put Higuain in. And it, 
just doesn't give you any consistency. It doesn't give you any kind of continuity in terms of what it is that he's trying to achieve with this team. And like I say, I don't think it's all on him. I think this is a collective issue. So trying to single out Sadi and put it all on him, I know he'll take the blame. But mm-hmm. trying to put it all on his shoulders, I don't think that's fair. I think some of those players out there, you know, they they need to hold their hands up and they need to kind of step it up. And I think the management need to also consider the fact that they didn't really give him everything that he needed to to kind of play the type of football that that he uh, that he wants to. I'm, I'm kind of, and, ran- and, you know. And, and, and speaking <laughs> speaking of management, a lot of people are turning turning on them, and. Um, even me personally, I don't think I've mentioned that on the podcast. I don't think we've recorded since then. But people on Twitter, and thank you guys for your kind words. You guys are super cool. I uh, I got an email from from iTunes, which uh, hosts our podcast, and they were saying that you know Juventus organization corporation blah blah blah. Uh, they um, they're not happy with you using Juve podcast, and they're not happy with you using Juve in the name. And uh, yeah, I got a lot more support than I than I. It was it was just a joke because I can, I, I can absolutely change the name of the podcast to Turin Giants. That's sort of like uh, what we're <laughs> sticking to. But a lot of people were upset a lot more than me that Juve is turning into this organization. You know, you think that something that promotes your club and I listen this this fundraising thing that we did for a new microphone was the first thing ever that I asked for money, and they're. You know, they're saying, ultimately saying, hey, you're a fan, but only as much as we'll let you be. So you better stay yes. in your lane. So, you know, going back to yeah, management, like- and you mentioned the fact that, you know, the they, they'd rather care about off-field uh, uh, management than actually buying a midfield for this guy who, who needs it. You know, yeah. so it's... I, I don't think, know what your thoughts are on the management, but today, right I, I now, just, would be a good time to 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 let them know. I mean, I, I feel like that they have definitely got an agenda. They've got a plan in terms of what it is that they wanted to achieve, and they and they're, they're kind of going ahead and just just literally going at it full throttle. And I think when they got Ronaldo, it was almost like they got kind of a boost. It was like, wow, this is going to push us two, three years ahead of schedule. And now they're using that validation for all the work that they did. Well, yeah, literally. And and they're kind of using it to just, you know, like they're, they're now just going at breakneck speed. Like they don't want to slow down. They don't want to stop. They just want to mm-hmm. use this momentum that they've got. They want to use the fact that Ronaldo's here. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And they want to take the the club into all these different markets. They want to try all these different things because they want them to be up there. They want to be in that top four. They want to be next to Real and Barca. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We, we no. want to mention that. No, no, absolutely. But it's it's the I think it's the manner in which they're doing it, like putting the, the ticket prices up. You know, I've seen so many people tweet about this and say, you know, this is ridiculous for like Coppa Italia games and stuff. And it it just feels a little bit like they're trying too hard in certain areas. And yeah. also just that they're, they're, they're kind of they're just taking a very kind of especially with the transfers. It doesn't always feel like there is a distinct structure to it and I, i'm not going to criticize them overly because i think you know we're sitting here now talking about a club that's won eight titles in a row and we've come close to the champions league we're, you know we're doing a hell of a lot of stuff right but at the same time 
lately in the last couple of years, it just feels like it has been very much like, you know, here's a new shirt that you guys can buy. Here's a, yeah, a new yeah. product that you can buy. And, you know, let, let's, you know, spend money on this and let's put the tickets up and let's try and get as much money as we can. You know, yeah, don't, it's don't a shame. Stop. It's a shame. I mean, you, you can make all the money. You can sell all the jerseys, create limited editions of this and that. But at, at some point, if you're not bringing it on the field, that that will go away. So I really, really hope they can they can invest in in, in really good players for midfield for next year. Um, you want to get to the questions? Yeah, why not? There's I think there's a few of them. Definitely. Right. So Bianconeri Brasil, by the way, shout outs to to our friend Pat. She's awesome. She runs all the Brazilian um, Juve pages, and her Instagram page is awesome too. Uh, she was asking. Um, if uh, if we watch the Juve uh, Juve women, and if there's you know anything we we can mention, uh, I definitely follow them. I definitely mm-hmm. see the success. I don't watch them. It's really tough for me to find time to be honest. Besides the men's Juve team, I don't really watch anything. Or you know, Champions League is is in a few minutes, so we'll, we'll be watching that. But um, if you guys want to follow um juve therapy i'm sure a bunch of you follow that twitter account already he posts videos online and he uh, um he does follow the women's team a lot and if you're interested in women's soccer i think we should definitely follow juve juve women because i feel like they have a bright bright future and um we will have him on on the podcast to talk about juve women i already spoke to him he agreed we just need to find time so he can basically kind of catch up, catch us up on on Juve women what do you think Any... um, I think it's it's fantastic I mean I, I follow the results I see the results come in every single weekend and it's always just you know it's amazing how well they're doing and they've got a really good group and a good core of players but mm-hmm. it's the same for me it's the same issue with the Juve under 23s and the Primavera I can see the results but in terms of finding time to watch the games it for me, it's just impossible. Like you, it's like, you know, full-time job. Um, I barely get to watch the Juve games. I make a little bit of time for some of the CDR games if I've got time, but yeah. trying to sort of get all those matches in, it's just really tough. But that doesn't mean that, you know, that I don't check in, that I don't see the the scores and, and see the amazing stuff they're doing. But they deserve a hell of a lot of credit for what they've achieved and what they've done in, in a couple of seasons. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I love seeing them in the Women's Champions League as well. Hopefully they'll take that one soon. It wouldn't be hilarious if women win the Champions League before men. I think that would be super ironic. <laughs> I, stop it. Uh, all right, Wolfki, uh, I'm not going to be reading your full uh, 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 Twitter handles. To be honest with you, Rob, just send me an email with, with the nicknames. So, Wolf Kitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably one of the biggest stories of last um, last week. What are your thoughts on Guardiola and the whole situation and the whole uh, link with Juve? What do you think? Crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. I think last yeah. summer, we because we didn't have Sadi there, I think there was perhaps something to it. And I think I read that they did actually make an approach in March of last year and he turned it down. But mm. this time around, I... I think it's just uncertain because he, he has said, uh, apparently off the record, he said to the players and the management that he wants to stay and see out the last year of his contract, which is going to take him up to June 2021. 
But if that uh, ruling basically gets upheld and if City can't appeal it or if there's there's no sort of further appeals, but I think there is an appeals process. But um, if by some chance, yeah, if the... the um, uh, the was it the CAS? Um, uh, if if they kind of uphold the ruling, you never know. There's every chance that he might start looking elsewhere. And he said that he wants to come to Italy. So I I, I think there is a very very faint possibility, but I don't see it being too too likely. I, I, I feel like it's it's kind of a bit of a, a reach right now. I think we just have to wait and see what happens in the next three four months and, mm-hmm. and sort of take it from there. But right now, I don't think it looks likely. Well, it. it- there, there's two things, two ways to look at it, and we'll move on to the next question in a second because that that was pretty big. Um, so Guardiola, I feel like if he, even if he does leave, I feel like Juve would be the smart destination for him and for the club, for our club. It's just a matter matter of is he leaving or not. So it's it's like we don't That's know it. until until the the appeals process. Uh, I have a feeling you uh, UEFA will not back down. I feel like if UEFA uh, kind of like um you know takes the, takes the L on this one i feel like they will <laughs> i feel like their reputation will go down even low because a lot of people felt sort of vindicated and a lot of people felt happy that hey finally this this team that came out of nowhere because they had money they're being punished so there's there's hope that modern football is not ruined um completely so we'll see what we'll see if uf is willing to take that risk you know i think right. massive to, to what is going to happen there. I think this this is something that like every fan of every football team should be watching closely because I think, I think there there is potential for this kind of sort of setting some new precedent in terms of just everything in terms of UEFA and financial fair play. So yeah, just yeah. watch it closely again. Yeah. Well, if you if you guys follow me on Twitter, you know I have a crazy interista uh, cousin-in-law, which <laughs> he, he's he's a gift. Uh, by, by his by his predictions, next is PSG and Juve is after that. So, nah. have fun have fun while we can because Inter fans are predicting that Juve is next to fall. All right, Mustafa is asking. So the poor performances this year are they down um, mainly to Sarri's management or lack of support from the board or or players? He also mentioned. So we sort of touched on that. Um, I, I feel like we yeah. believe that that management is. Um, is the first kind of... I think they're partly accountable. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of everything. I think it's the coach. I think it's the players. I think it's the management. I think it, the... Personally speaking, I think the blame should be leveled out kind of amongst all of them because they all are accountable for what we're seeing on the pitch. So it's not fair to single out one person. Definitely not. But but I feel like also um, there's two two sort of battlefields that we need to judge you beyond. Like Serie A Certainly, there's motivation, mm-hmm. but you can't tell me that they want they want Serie A more than Champions League, you know. And and we've seen no. better Juve in the Champions League certainly. So it's maybe the yeah. maybe the focus has shifted a little better. So obviously, in a week we'll see we'll see how prepared Juve is. Um, I feel like you're, you're right. I feel like there's there's coaches with with worse worse teams. That managed to get mm-hmm. much higher than Juve have, and and it's you know, yeah. it, it it should be there should be a guy at the helm at the at the you know the coach should be the guy that the players want to win for, and I just don't feel like Ronaldo or Pjanic or or 
Dybala. I don't feel like it. I don't know if it's true, but I don't feel like those core players are there to play for Sari. I feel like he's yeah. he's he's not a well liked coach. But again, what the hell do I know? So don't take my word for it. Just my feeling. Um, Turin tactician. If Pep wants to take a, a again, sorry, we're going back to Pep. If uh, thanks a lot, Rav. Nice organization with the questions. <laughs> Um, so I'm just joking so if Pep wants to take a rest for a season like when he left like when he did uh, when he left Barca would you keep Sari next season and Juve yeah (laughs) of course I mean so so is the question is if 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 Guardiola is guaranteed for 2022 would we oh hell yeah If, if Guardiola is guaranteed for one for in a year, I'll I'll put Rob at the at the coaching position. I'll, <laughs> I'll coach myself. Oh my god! I tell you one thing though. I would say that with <clears throat> with Sadi, I always kind of felt like this season would be kind of a season to sort of acclimatize and and you know like we we still have to be successful, but then at the same time, I wasn't pinning too much in terms of what was going to happen at the end of the season. Obviously you always want to win, but I wasn't going to be completely crushed if, if, um, if it was kind of a transitional season, but I just got the feeling that with Guardiola, it it would kind of be the same thing, you know, like you, you'd need to spend a lot of money to get the, the type of players that he wants. And a lot of those players would have to rethink how they play the game. And he is just as demanding as Sadi. You know, it probably, if not more so, I mean, the City players now are kind of, I think, unofficially sort of saying that they're absolutely exhausted. So mm-hmm. getting Guardiola in isn't going to be like, OK, now we're going to go and win the Champions League in the first season and we're going to go, and, you know, like go on a crazy run and get 200 points or whatever, something ridiculous. I, again, he's a coach with a distinct idea, distinct plan. He needs certain players. He needs time. So... I, I just don't want people thinking that he's like a quick fix, you know, like he comes in and everything's just going to be rosy. So, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that's the mood generally with UF fans now. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're no longer that, that darling under, um, um, it's the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're no longer in the shadows of Calciopoli and coming back right now. Mm-hmm. We are hated by a lot of fans and, and 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 very spoiled fans of ours as well because yeah. there's talk of there's there there's talk of uh, Mbappe coming to Juve. There's people have their um, have their sights on big targets. And let's not forget we got we got Ronaldo not in his prime. It's nice to have Ronaldo on, and he's 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 a phenomenon. But let's not forget that. You know, this Juve is his last team before he goes on and cashes that big check. You know what I mean? So we're still working, and we I think we should be humbled a little bit. I don't think we should expect Guardiola and the Champions League and Mbappe. Let's. I, I feel like Juve fans need to need to get humbled again a little bit. And um, shame, shame, shame to say that, but I'm not liking the, you know stuff that I read on Juve comments or pages or whatever. It's just. Um, yeah, I don't want us to get a little too spoiled. Um, no. Tom, I know Tom uh, because he has a Welsh flag next to his avatar. I immediately recognized <laughs> him. So naturally, our Welsh UF followers, uh, they have a question about Ramsey. Do you think that Ramsey is getting a fair chance at UV? And uh, when he's featured, he's being played out of position. 
and that um, and that is resulting in some some people already booing him. Okay, Tom, you asked the question. Mm. Leave the answers up to us. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just joking. Thank you. Thank you for your comment. Thank you for your question. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ramsey, Ralph? Uh, first of all, don't boo your own players. That's just that's fucking stupid. Yeah. But um, I, I just I'll never understand. I mean, if you're losing four or five nil, you know that's one thing. But if you're two nil up and you're top of the league, fucking stupid. You know, excuse the language, but seriously, it pisses me off so much. You know, people pay money. But even if you're losing four four zero, the, you know the players are yes. already upset. So I don't know if booing is is doing much for morale. So fucking stupid. And I mean, to be honest, he, he he's trying. He is really like he, he came over early. He's he's trying to learn a language. He is at the coach's disposal. He's he's being played wherever he's being asked to play. And it's not really on him if it's not sort of fallen into place yet. I definitely don't think he can play behind the the, uh, the forwards. He's not a 10. I mean, we've, we've tried that and it just doesn't work because he likes to, to kind of run in from deep. But, mm-hmm. but who's, your, who's your ideal guy there? I don't even know if we have someone that can really play that <laughs> role properly. And that's, and that's the problem. We have a bunch of players that can that can play in their own positions, but no, no one really uh, that Dybala's, versatile. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, Dybala is not a 10. Ramsey, I think, needs to play is, is that kind of box-to-box, you know, on, on the right of the, the midfield three. I think that's where he does best. And just leave him there for a little while. Let him just get acclimatized. But most importantly, play the same damn players next to him so that they can all kind of get an understanding. It makes zero sense to me to stick Ramsey as a 10, then drop him deep, then have you know, like, um, I don't know, Bentancourt playing in that role and then switch back to Pjanic and then have Rabi on the other side, then Matuidi and then Swift, you know, switch the formation. It just doesn't make any sense. You know, I I think it's really unfair to judge him. I, we knew that he was going to have injury problems when because of his track record. So it doesn't really seem fair to judge him on that because we, we knew what we were getting. Mm-hmm. And again, it doesn't really seem fair to judge him when he's literally being switched all over the place. Um, stick him in in the same position and let him play there for a while, and and I think we'll see a hell of a lot more out of him. I, I don't know how you feel. I don't know if you agree I mean, with me. I, I, I haven't been extremely impressed with him. I've seen some mm. flashes of brilliance here and there, uh, but I do like the guy, and I do see that he's trying. And as Juve fans, we just want to see that Grinta. We just want to. We just want to see that you're trying and you're doing your best. Um, and that's just that's just something I don't see from Rabiot. I love the guy; he's very technical. But Rabiot, he's he's been a little better the last few games because I know he started and I, I know he's he's being trusted more. But I just hate that he gives up so quickly. And Ramsey, on the other hand, you know he's trying and um, certainly a cool guy, an awesome guy to have and um, good influence on the players. But I just I, I I'm still. I'm yet to see that that Ramsey uh, brilliance that you know Arsenal fans have always been talking about. All right, yeah. Barat Barat is asking, as Kalini is ready to play for uh, for Juve in the Champions League, who would be the ideal centre backs partners for him to start for the rest of the season? So we're talking about Champions League. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think it has to be. I think it has to be Bonucci. I mean, I know that sounds really dull and really. You know, like unoriginal and not particularly adventurous, but 
<laughs> in the Champions League, it, it's, you know, like Delic can play in Serie and, and get acclimatised and, you know, let him get used to the, the Italian league a little bit more. But in the Champions League, it just feels like you can't, especially at this stage, you know, you just can't afford to slip up. So you need the best, most experienced players. You need the players that have the good relationship next to one another. Bonucci Chiellini have been playing together for, you know, like t- over 10 years now. So why why sort of risk it and, and stick De Ligt in there next, uh, next to um, uh, Chiellini? I, I don't know if that would work particularly well either. But um, yeah, just don't risk it. Stick with Bonucci. I know people have mixed feelings about him, but he's he's reliable. Um, he's really, do, do, does anybody yet still? I think we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty over. I think I think I right now. Listen, man, I carry a lot of power in the Uber world. And I say today is the last day we can be mad at Bonucci. How would you say that? Uh, <laughs> is, is this, is this, am I being an influencer? I hate that. Seriously. I was joking. Speaking of, being a, speaking of being an influencer, uh, I'm working on a new drop for the hoodies, completely different design. And um, yeah, stay, stay tuned for that. The last release was really, uh, really popular, and I owe you one, Rav. I know I screwed up with your order, and I apologize. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I didn't know I didn't know Excels were so popular. Um, I know it's not for you, but uh, you know I screw up yeah. on that, so I apologize. New hoodies coming soon. All right, Lindsay is asking a serious question. Of course, Lindsay, okay. we're a serious show. Uh, what does uh, Milinkovic Savic offer? to Juve midfield that we don't already have. She's saying that I'm ashamed to admit it, but I honestly don't know much about him. There's no shame. We don't know much about him either. I just know that he's an awesome player. Um, so we'll we'll ask the question from the from the expert. Rob, what do you think? Oh, I'm not an expert. I think he offers everything, quite literally. He is... Mm-hmm. I remember seeing someone describe him on Twitter as like... A, he's like the Swiss army knife of midfielders. Mm-hmm. You know, like certain midfielders can only do certain things and they'll only ever be able to do certain things. This guy can... He just looks like he can do everything. And I know that he had a really poor season, I think, last season by his standards. Yeah. He, I think his head got turned. You know, like they had that 120 million euro sort of talk about him going to Juve and United and, and he had a poor World Cup and his head kind of switched off a little bit and he, he got turned a little bit but this season he's just come back with a vengeance and he just he drives them forward that's what he does he just drives them forward he wins the ball he can create he can score goals he's fantastic in the air he's got that grinta he's not no disrespect I know that a lot of people love Pogba but don't you dare don't you dare i will not allow you i will kick you off this podcast and i'll do it myself i'm just joking you're right go ahead he, he just he he brings so much more like Pogba is is very he's kind of a flashy player and he can he can deliver certain things but i think he has a tendency to switch off and with with savage you get a player who the most important thing for me is that he can actually lead in that midfield I was having this discussion the other day with someone um, on Twitter and we were talking about the the kind of the leadership and how we need more sort of leadership. And we talk about Kobe, may he rest in peace, and talking about sort of various stuff. And, and Milinkovic Savage, to me, just he strikes me as the kind of guy that can can take that responsibility, that can be in the centre of the pitch and you can have the captain as Chiellini or Bonucci or whoever at the back. But you need someone in midfield to just kind of be shouting at the other people and say, look, move over there and you move here and you move there and also contribute as well. And 
I just have so much like respect for him as a player. So yeah, I feel like it's not a question of which one thing can he deliver. He can literally just give us everything. He'll he'll play across that midfield and he'll do whatever's asked. He'll score goals. He'll set up his teammates. He'll 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 take, like he'll, he'll take Kadira and just break him over his knee like a like a plank. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we. we 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 have to mention the game uh, between Lazio and Inter, which happened last sun this this Sunday. Awesome game, good old calcio, uh, so much drama, and to see to see Inter go down two one after scoring the first goal. Um, yeah, I mean, I literally um, Milinkovic Savic. I I've always known he's a great player. Uh, whenever I get a chance to catch Lazio, and obviously they beat us twice this season, so he was instrumental in that. Um, yeah, the my, the real deal. What what made me think he's the he's he's a great player is his goal. Um, the composure he kept in front of the goal with like four people in front of him, he was able to move the back and think quickly and score score a goal that not every forward would be able to score. You know what I mean? So it's it's a yeah. testament to how great he is, and he's so young, and he already plays in Italy, so. Transition would be much easier for him than if he went to England or, or uh, I don't know who else wants him. I know Manchester United. Manchester United pretty much won everybody with a pulse <laughs> at this point. Um, I think it would be very difficult to get him because of the fact that, I mean, we all know who Lazio's president is and Lotito just, he doesn't particularly like Juve, he doesn't like Agnelli, but... I know people have said oh, it'd be impossible. He'd rather, you know, sell him for half the price to someone else. But I think if if you can get the player on side and and make a significant offer, you're getting a player who's younger than Pogba. Who's I'm not going to say better than Pogba, but he he can deliver a lot. So I I don't think it's a completely impossible situation. I think there's there's hope there. Yeah, but there's there's a matter of whether our management wants a player that can sell less shirts am i being too cynical like if they if they were to take if if raiola you know the whole thing with uh solskjaer right now and um they're they're you know his client is clearly not happy at united it's a matter of like does our president think listen hashtag pog back that will break the internet and i can sell a shitload of jerseys or do i go with a safer guy and um, you know, develop him. I don't know. I don't know if we end up with either. If we end up with either player, I'd be happy, honestly. And that's um, that's actually that was actually a question to to um, when we sent sent the questions out. That was one of the questions, and uh, I feel like I'm glad I touched on that because I'd be happy with either. Yeah, they're, that's they're, fair. I mean, they're both strong and and fun to watch, and something that our midfield. Is definitely missing right now. How old is Pogba? Let me Google. Pogba is twenty-seven, though. Ooh, he's old. Okay, let's see. Pogba, like twenty-six years old. His birthday is on March fifteenth. So yeah. Oh wow, he's almost twenty-seven years old. That's not a joke. And um, oh, this, is, this is entertaining radio, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like the listening to guy, guy Google Google things. So uh, SMS is 24 years old. His birthday is on February 27th. Oh, look at that! So he's gonna celebrate his birthday in a in a couple of weeks. He's gonna turn 25. Um, so yeah, so one year difference. I don't know. Uh, two year difference. Sorry. Yeah, 
It's and also like I think you made a really good point about the fact that one of those players is going to sell probably double the amount of shirts because of but you know like the, the the popularity that he has, but also like the whole narrative of of Pogba coming back to Juve. So and plus it'd yeah. probably be easier to get out of the two players. So I think if we were going to get one of them, That's I true. think Pogba. So yeah, if, I mean, if, if 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 you think I'm falling for the marketing scheme of bringing Pogba back and I'm spending $150 on a new jersey, you goddamn right I am. Amen. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. gonna buy what, it. What, what are you sipping you. on over there, man? What are you drinking? Are you drinking alcohol during work hours? I wish it's plain water. Oh, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so hopefully that answers the question. That's something I really wanted to touch on because that game was awesome. I really enjoyed, first of all, seeing Inter beaten and, you know, Conte complaining as always. And Inzaghi, man, that guy, that guy's something else. Speaking, speaking of, you know, coaches who players want to battle for, that's, that's one guy. Um, you 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 wouldn't think he's a great motivator by the way he screams. If you if you saw if you Google his pictures while he's screaming, it's it's hilarious the way he opens his mouth. It's just so dramatic. Um, so Rina, yeah. we're gonna get to your question. Uh, it's a long question, so I'll um, I'll just tone it down a little bit. Do you think there's a realistic chance that we will not win the Scudetto this season? Fuck yeah. Um. <laughs> Dude, we're 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 practically just like they're gaining on us slowly and slowly. But uh, yeah, of course, there's a chance. Absolutely. Well, my, what do you think, Rob? Um, yeah, I think there is a chance. I mean, I took a look at the run-in, and we've got some. I think after we play Inter, we've got some kind of straightforward games. So. <clears throat> What we really need is just for uh, for Juve to see those games out, for Inter to to slip up a couple of times, and hopefully that's here to do the same. But I feel like this is going to be this is kind of going to go back to that kind of you know last day of the season 2002 kind of vibe to it, you know, where Lazio and Inter and, and Juve are kind of all there on like the fifth of May or whatever. Just yeah, <laughs> no one imagine. knows what's going to happen until oh jeez, I mean I. I it was tough enough taking it that day back in 2002. I don't know if I could take that now, but um, yeah, I think there's definitely a chance. I, I think if we don't really kind of wake up and, and, and get out of this kind of sleepwalk that we're in at times and, and, and pay attention to the opposition and realize that for some of these teams, every single weekend when they play against Juve and beat them, that's like a mini, you know, like Scudetto for them. So yeah. we really snap out of it. We need to just start, seeing these teams off in the first half and, and just step it up like you know big time seriously yeah well the last question we're we actually did pretty well i think we're getting a hang by episode eight i think we're getting the the, the hang of doing a podcast and by the way giovanni will be back with us on the on the juve podcast um yeah we're we're, we're we will use whenever we can't meet with giovanni we will use um the new system of recording podcasts and Hopefully um, you guys don't mind the, the sound quality. I, I've listened to a couple of samples and I really liked it. So uh, we Thanks. won't necessarily have to be with Giovanni in the same room, but I do like to meet up with my boy. So uh, he'll be back <laughs> soon. Uh, in, Indrid, Indrid is asking, what do you make of Sari's criticism in the last couple of weeks? I don't know what he or she are referring to. Maybe the fact that when we lost to Napoli, he was saying that he, uh, I'm not that mad at it. I'm not that mad at it because I'm happy for them. <laughs> of course, you know, that was 
that was taken completely out of context. I, I feel like didn't say anything bad. I mean, I'm not defending the guy, but we, we can't let our coaches be robots. You know, he's saying that, yeah, he's upset about losing, but seeing the, you know, Napoli guys celebrate, he still has the connection to the club, so I can't really blame him. What do you think? Am, I, am I a bad UFN? <laughs> to not get out of it. I mean, I, I feel like with him, he, he's just a character. Like, you, you <laughs> listen to some of the things that he says, uh, you know, like pre and post game. You know, like we, we saw the whole controversy about him and the, the, the postal service in Italy. He made this harmless joke and mm-hmm. joke about Chiellini's, you know, like he, he uses swear words sometimes in his press conferences. He's a bit kind of rough around the edges. And people, I think some people just don't like that. It's not even like a, a kind of an issue of, of him and the tactics and, and the team. I think sometimes some people just feel like he's not Juve material, or whatever, which feels yeah. really kind of snobbish to me. I, I think that's ridiculous. I think he's, he's, a, <laughs> he's freaking hilarious at times. And yeah. I, I like his character. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if the question was about like the, his criticism or like the criticism. Hey of man, him, you, but chose I, a, you chose a bad question. Don't <laughs> put that on me. <laughs> um, that's all I mean. <laughs> I'm just joking, injured. I, I, I'm, I we know what you meant. Um, what do you think? What do I make of his criticism? I um, I don't care what he does in press conferences. I don't care. You know, it's it's definitely a bonus. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like as a fan, you should choose uh, whether you're going to support the team or whether you're going to stick to every bad thing that happens. And and in this case, it's just a couple of words in the you know um, press conference. But if you mean our achievements on the field, that's different. Um, I feel like he should step up a little bit. I feel like, um, yeah, like like we mentioned, we talked about Sari a lot in this podcast. I feel like he should step up his game a little bit and show a little uh, leadership. You know, Ronaldo cannot bail us out every game. And, you know, we didn't mention Ronaldo a lot in this episode as well, uh, not in the positive light, at least. He's been great. I mean, that, that that scoring streak has been a blessing. Otherwise, we would be much lower in the table. And um, to the person who asked if we're not going to win the Scudetto, hey, big possibility. God forbid yeah. something happens. God, you know, and we're we're left with Higuain and Ronaldo and uh, DiBala. What are we going to do then? So hopefully nothing will happen. Hopefully Ronaldo continues to work out 23 hours out of 24 and um, <laughs> <laughs> keeps up the. The amazing, the amazing fitness. Um, before we go, Rob, I wanted to. I haven't read it yet, but I know there was a lot of chatter on on Twitter about the the article on your website, um, the end yep. of the era, Juventus 2011-2020. That was that article is a big article. I don't. I'm not. I'm not reading that much. I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm just joking. It's, you know, I will say it is really worth reading. It's really good. It's okay. I know it kind of sounds a bit dramatic, but it's really just kind of analyzing the, the changes from from when Marotta left and, and what Paratici has done last summer and and how Juve are looking. But um, it, it's definitely divided opinion. And I, I think some people you know, feel like it's being overly negative just for the sake of being negative. I, I really don't think it is. I think there are a lot of people that are disappointed, that are upset with the way that Juve are handling things and the whole approach. And even if I'm someone that prefers to be positive a lot of the time, I, I'm not going to sit there and just be blind to everyone else that disagrees with me. So, yeah. you know, I, I will publish anything if I think it's, if it, you know, if it's well-written and I think it's worthwhile 
putting out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, from, I don't know. from what I can see now, it's a, it's a great article. I mean, a lot of interesting points. I already like this article because in the middle of it says, Mate Decilio, uh, De who was initially seen as a replacement for both right back and left back, has spent most of the season in the infirmary and cannot be counted on. See Rebic's yeah. most recent goal against Juve. Amen, brother. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say that I have a, you know, not a lot, a few people, but most of the people agree with me in my dislike for Decilio. Not personally, never. it's never personal, but what he has to bring to Juve. Uh, his performance against Milan was pathetic. His first three um, his first three actions on the ball were he uh, took, I don't remember, he took the ball away from someone, but then stupidly lets the ball get away too far and it goes out on a, uh, uh, to a throw-in. And then something else, he lost the ball absolutely in the middle of just having the ball and the next thing, he, he doesn't have it. And the third, that I called it the hat trick of stupidity, was when he completely shit the bed in front of Rebic and let him walk all over him and you know, um, uh, yeah, completely allowed a goal to happen, which yeah. I just, the only other uh, thing oh, man, sorry about the tangent. I just, I, I feel like the Chilio just shouldn't, shouldn't even be a ball boy in a Juve, let alone be a starter sometimes. The other thing I, I just having read the article, the thing that I kind of came out of it was the overriding feeling was that, Juve need to decide what it is that they want to be now. Like, I, I was listening back to the last time that we had a coach that was a real change in terms of the approach and the tactics and playing something different, a bit more adventurous, was a coach, I think it was Gigi Mafredi, which was back in like 1990, so it was slightly before sort of my time. But prior to that, we had coaches that were very much about the Juve way of playing, which was all about the results. They had Mafredi and it, it just didn't work out. He crashed and burned. They brought Lippi back, then they had Ancelotti, Capello, Deschamps, then we had the, the Farsopoli stuff. Um, and since then, it's been a really particular type of coach a particular type of approach about getting the points and winning is the only thing that matters with Sadi it's something different and they need to decide that if they want to be this big kind of worldwide super attractive uh, team that people are going to come and watch and they want to play the attacking type of football the pretty on the eye type of football they need to back Sadi or they need to get Guardiola they, but they need to make a decision they can't keep going like back and forth and sort of you know like changing back to safety and then thinking okay well now we need to you know, kind of target the audiences in, I don't know, Asia or whatever. So let's get a more attacking coach and then that doesn't work out and we go back to safety. Just decide on what it is that you want to do and, and stick with it because at the moment it feels like they're in, they've got their feet in two different camps and it just feels like they're, they're not entirely sure what it is that they want to do. So I, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Kedira alone sold more than a <laughs> dozen jerseys this year. So. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I, I would not do uh, an honor to the author of the article if I didn't mention his name. His name is Gregory Kaltabanis, and you can follow him on Twitter at G Kaltabanis. Thank you for writing an awesome article. I cannot wait to kick back and, and read this, uh, this short book. Um, <laughs> Rob, I think, I think we did a pretty good job, man. I'm really happy with this podcast. I think on the scale from 1 to 10, I think we like hit a 3, so... <laughs> we got three. <laughs> yeah. got, got like what you were saying. We'll we'll get the mic sorted out, people, and we will get 
like super quality recording for next time. So we're only getting better and better, like UV. Awesome. We're just getting yeah. better and better. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we haven't hit our peak yet, so <laughs> hang on there. All right, Rob, <laughs> you're the best. Thank you. Thank you for jumping on, man. Let's go enjoy your Champions League. I'm, I'm going to go cook a steak and, and watch some Borussia and PSG action. Awesome. See you, buddy. See you, bud. Guys, thank you for joining us. This was fun as always. Rob is always an awesome person to chat with. I'm really happy that we're doing a podcast together. This has been Turian Giants number eight. Uh, subscribe everywhere you can. Um, and always send us your questions, send us your comments. We love to hear from you guys. And Forza Juve. <laughs>